Hey, welcome to the show. We're your hosts, Grant Cohn and Vish Kumaran. You may know Vish Kumaran. We used to stream all the time. It's been almost ex- maybe exactly, exactly a, year. a year. I think yeah. it's been exactly a year since we yeah. last streamed. Since we've last streamed, a whole lot has changed. In I the know. world, in Ninerland. I mean, you graduated college. You have a job. I, I have a house. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer on the 49ers. Trey Lance hey. is no longer the starter. Uh, I mean, Brock Purdy is a factor. Sam Darnold is here. You got seri- a, a microphone and serious yeah, AirPods. I, I mean, damn. I, I got a light. You can see my face. Do you remember when we used to stream and the sun's glare used to come through? I think one yeah. time we were streaming with Eric Davis. Like He just said he wanted <laughs> right. to come in the show. It was me, you, and Eric Davis. And Eric right. Davis is over there talking about Jerry Rice in the 1980s, and the sun is just <laughs> peeking right through. The curtains and yeah, in the same it. room that you grew up in, in your parents' house, right. and now you're it's, exactly. it's it's all over with. So, I, I guess look, you weren't at practice today, but and, we, and I've broken down practice. I can answer any people's questions that they have. Uh, but you did watch the interviews, and I thought the interviews were extremely in- interesting. And I haven't really talked about them, so I I think we should discuss. Let's go one by one. Kyle Shanahan spoke first, and since me and you last talked. His plan at quarterback has changed a little bit. Last year it was it's Trey Lance. It's Santa's story. Now it's Brock Purdy or it's a three-way competition. Uh, how do you read Kyle Shanahan entering year seven of his tenure, his plan at quarterback? So I think they've, you know, it's we've talked about the quarterback ad nauseum, right? Like you and I take a year's hiatus and still it's almost the same. It's the same topic. It's it's the same topics. You just are exchanging the characters of who's involved. Mm -hmm. Now we're removing the Jimmy Garoppolo character and now, you know, throwing Sam Darnold into the picture. Right. But um, I think the one thing that's been consistent with the 49ers is that they've always attempted to try and find a quarterback. And I think that that's the one thing they haven't gotten enough credit for in what they've done because they've fumbled the bag with this quarterback situation pretty much at every turn. The one thing they've always been good about is identifying, Hey, we don't have the best possible option. So let's do what we can to try and find the best possible option. Now you don't get credit for trying, but in this case, I'm crediting them for trying now. Yeah, they've, they've, I, they've overturned a lot of stones. Give them exactly, credit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They've never ruled out any possibilities as one might say. But I think the biggest thing I I learned today, watching all three quarterbacks talk to the media, seeing how all three of their demeanors are, and seeing how jolly Kyle Shanahan was. One, he's relishing this entire idea of a quarterback competition. And two, I think he's supremely confident in his team being successful, regardless of which one of the three guys is his quarterback. That's the key, right? Deep down, he feels it doesn't matter. That's got to be his thinking. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And and you can see that, right? You can see that in his demeanor with the way he answers questions about all of them. He has a level of confidence that all of them could be it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what's interesting is like the dance he has to play is you got to pick one and you got to get the team to back that one. Right. That's the tough one. And I feel like that's where this offseason quarterback competition comes into play. Yeah. 
And I think when we when it's a great segue right there. When you bring up the quarterback competition, so I'm a skeptic of the concept of having a quarterback competition. Right. I've never seen the quarterback competition work besides when in Seattle when they open it up in training camp, and then you get one guy playing week one, and usually the other guy plays by week five, and by week ten the team is moving on to a third string quarterback because neither of those guys are the guy. That's what usually right. happens. I think True. the key to the Niners quarterback competition is to have somebody be anointed as the guy before week one and be behind him. So whether that's Brock Purdy returning healthy, I think if he returns healthy, they will anoint him and be fully behind him. Yep. But if he doesn't return healthy, I think whoever wins the competition between Trey Lance and Sam Darnold, you shouldn't have a short leash on them if they yep. have a poor week one or a poor week two. And I think they learned a little bit of something from bringing Garoppolo back last year the palpable tension, as Tim Kawakami called it, that the lock after what happened in week one, I think that they don't want to create that situation for whomever is playing quarterback. I think they want the team to Agreed. solely be um, uh, following him. And Agreed. if there's one thing we can credit Jimmy Garoppolo for, he wasn't the greatest quarterback, but the team always had 100% belief in him. At, uh, John Lynch would say they were convicted in him. Convicted. Right. And so he's gone. And so now, I mean, they know they can win with Brock, but he might not play week one. They don't know they can win with Trey. They don't know that they can win with Darnold. So it seems like, I, I got to give Kyle credit. I always nitpick him. It's fun to do. But I think he's in this conundrum. Like, I don't care which quarterback it is, but my players do. And they have opinions. And if I just pick one, some are going to disagree with me. Right. So why don't I make this an, a competition and roll the balls out and make it as fair as possible and let some one of them win. I don't freaking care, man. If it's Sam Darnold, fine. Fine. As long as everyone sees it happen, as long as it doesn't feel forced, because I think that's one of the things that happened last year. It felt a little yeah. forced. You know, we didn't, we didn't so. talk it through because we, we weren't streaming during the offseason, but no. like the fact that Kyle had to bring in the leaders of the team and say, hey, guys, right. can you support Trey? Like, that's, he's not doing that with any the of the quarterbacks this year. to Jay Glazer two weeks right. later. Probably not from Kyle. No, <laughs> probably from one Lynch. of the players. Right. So I think he may have learned that la like from last year. Like, hey, man, that didn't work. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be going back and forth between quarterbacks this year. Let's let one of these guys, let's let the team pick a quarterback. <laughs> Essentially, Here, you guys pick it. Here's my question, though. Here's my yeah. question. I think this works if there's a guy that's definitively the guy. But I think what you and I also agreed right. what if there's a hung the conversation jury? is that. Yeah. When you really stack up the skill sets of these guys all together and what we project them doing next year, we if I said the 49 Jesse Naylor always does this exercise, right? Yeah. If I said yeah. the 49ers are going to the NFC Championship game and I told you the quarterback was Sam Darnold, would you be surprised? If I said it no. was Trey Lance, would you be surprised? If I said it Not was Brock Purdy, would you be surprised? Exactly. Not in the least. And so when the margins are this close, perhaps, right. in our opinion between these quarterbacks, like – what if it's not definitive who the winner is? What if half the locker room believes one That's guy's tough. the winner? What if half the locker room believes the other guy's the winner? And it backfires. The and the whole the whole thing backfires, that, right? Because yeah. you haven't yeah. gotten consensus. And whoever ends up starting hasn't gotten enough reps. So that's how it backfires right there. So hopefully that doesn't happen. I mean, that's to me why Trey Lance got all the first team reps today. It wasn't like an even split. The idea is, Trey, you're going to win this job. That's the way I look at it. Trey, you're going to win this job unless Brock comes back. Um, Sam Darnold starting week one is like the la the like the worst case scenario, but they'll do it if they have to. And I got to right. give Kyle credit for that. Like, hey, I'll it's Trey. 
if if you if if it's your finger, your knee, your 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 ankle, whatever, um, we're gonna go with Sam. But there, I think this there, is it's, it's it's a runway. It's a clear highway for oh, Trey to get this job. There's no yeah. benefit. What happens if Sam Darnold starts and plays well the entire season? You have to pay him money. You have to make a decision on what you're gonna do That's with him. Right? That's true. You you have Trey Lance. If he starts easier. And plays the entire year, he was your third it's overall easier. pick. You were already committed to this. Great. If it's Brock Purdy, you were already committed to that. And I Great. think that's where yeah. I think that's where I have been saying that this entire offseason, the best possible scenario for the 49ers is that Trey Lance takes the leap. He's the number one guy. It's clear to everybody. And he just takes the job from week one and just that's it's his job and everybody knows or, or Brock comes back for the beginning of training camp tears it up you never knew he got hurt and whatever was, like one of those two one of those two that. I was just yeah about yeah to say that. I sorry think that needs to be thrown in that one yeah in that conversation for sure 100 as well because if he comes back and tears it up what he did for eight games everybody's already like okay he's the guy and then it just makes it a perfect segue there's no quarterback controversy there's no conversation from you know everybody week four who should be starting Week three, should they bench the quarterback? Week right. five, because I I don't think it's going to be smooth sailing at the beginning of the year for any of these guys, because it's never is for the 49ers offense. And you know what Kyle doesn't want? He doesn't want to be starting a guy week one, benching him week three, having whispers going to Mike Silver about I don't know about this guy. It's what that's. That's that's a season that's going to be a disaster. A you can say we're a better team. Yeah, all that stuff. Right. Like that's that you can't have that. So whoever starting week one, you we've seen Kyle like he benched Brian Hoyer in 2017. Other than that, he doesn't necessarily bench quarterbacks. He'll ride with them even if they have a losing record midway through the season. Like right. it's kind of cool. So whoever he picks week one, if it's Brock, it's going to be Brock. If Brock's not ready week one and he goes with Trey then it's Trey's job until he gets hurt or he's just freaking awful. Right. That's the way I read it. Like, there is a little bit of urgency on Brock's part. Like, if you want to play this year, it's week one. Right. Not right. week four. If you want to play, it's week one. Otherwise, it's out of my hands. It's out of your hands. What's right. It turns into, yeah. well, whatever's happening at the moment. And even for Brock yeah. Purdy's return, the further – because Kyle Shanahan, I thought the most important thing he said today – was that Brock Purdy's projected return is at a certain point, but his actual return has to be whatever time before that, right? So if right. we project his return week one, then we're assuming he's at least getting a month of that last part of the offseason, which is something. It's not everything, it's something. If the projected return turns into week four, week five, week six, do you think they're going to have time to integrate him and get his rhythm, timing, and everything back? Because they'll be preparing for the season. The majority of his reps to get his groove back will be coming on scout team, right? In that yes. scenario. So it's like, yes. how do you integrate him completely back in the fold? Because as well as he played at the end of last season, he went through the entire OTA, rookie minicamp, minicamp, training camp, all of that process healthy and getting every rep that they gave him. Now, he didn't get that many reps, but he still got every rep that they gave him. And he was able to work on his game that way. Also, last thing I, I want to say about this before we move on. Um, I do think Kyle is open with to any of the quarterbacks coming back. Um, but I do think he has a preference, and I think it's Brock. I could yeah. be wrong. I mean, Brock, in the sense that he's the least unknown, like they tore it up with Brock. They won playoff games with Brock. I think you could hear when he t was this your impression? It was my impression when he was talking today. He's kind of saying, like, yeah, like we think Brock's gonna be there. Like Brock's gonna be there week one. Like that's the expectation. Like I don't know if he's putting pressure on Brock or he's trying to speak it into existence, but I think he's not trying to go to plans B and C right now. I think in his mind, Brock's going to be there. 
You know what I thought was interesting? He compared Brock and Sam Darnold and the way they play and their playmaking and the way they make plays off schedule. And you saw how he provided the difference between a dual threat yep. and between the two yep. mobile quarterbacks. And he compared yep. the two and he's called the other one a dual threat. And you yep. know what's even That's why I said when they, when they signed Darnold, I'm like, oh, well, this is Purdy's backup. If they wanted Lance's backup, they would have signed, signed Mariota like the Eagles did. From exactly. Hertz. And it, it's yeah. I was listening to Chris Sims's top 40 quarterback rankings yesterday, which came out and had Sam Darnold at 27 and Brock Purdy at 26 and 26. Trey Lance wasn't featured on the list. And he could he be higher. He could be higher. When he he could be higher. About, no, he said he's not on the list already. Oh. <laughs> but when we, he was talking about Brock Purdy at the time, you know what he said? What? He said Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold are basically the same guy except Sam Darnold's bigger. Sam Darnold's got a little stronger arm. He's a little more athletic. And he did say, to Brock Purdy's credit, he's a much better decision maker. And he seems to keep Much more confident. But, it's but so it's apparent. Sam Darnold, yeah, we're going to talk about course. him in a minute, but he does not project confidence, in my opinion. I, I just thought that comparison back-to-back -back from the Very best funny. friends. Come Very on, funny. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Fort Niners daddy says, Grant and Vish back, Niners Super Bowl confirmed. But do they win it? It's true. Actually, we'll see. Grant and I had a sixth event season, then an NFC yep. championship game season, and then an NFC true. championship game when we didn't stream. So who knows? I don't know. I don't know. The coach has burned the boats. Yeah, they gotta that they gotta pick one quarterback and stick with them. Tony, thank you. Thank you. Barry Baller, it's double goat. Hit him with a double goat. What's up, Barry Baller? That's a goat himself. On uh, Hell Tapia says, just made my day. Glad to see you back together. You just made my day too, Angel. Thank you very much. Let's move on. Trey Lance, year three. Last time you saw Trey Lance, he was in aw shucks mode. You know, I'm just trying to do the best I can, and Jimmy's great, and I like. And five quarters later, he broke his ankle. And now he didn't do anything wrong, but he's essentially not the starter of this team anymore. Brock just lapped him, um, and he's got a whole different mindset. There's no expectations. What did you think of the way he reintroduced himself to the fan base in the media today? I uh, he handled himself with absolute class and professionalism as he always. He's very does. good with the media. Yeah, He's very good with the media. So one thing I found particularly interesting was him just talking about the pressure, having to deal with all of that. Yeah, I think one talking point that you, me, no other content creator is considered because Trey Lance is always come across as so mature, composed. so yeah. composed, so affable, yeah. all of these things. We've never considered the fact that this was a guy from Marshall, Minnesota, who played college football at Fargo, North Dakota. The step from going from there to one of the most storied franchises in the NFL with Shanahan, all these expectations. In a controversial, like it was controversial. And, and a lot of the players in the team were like, what is going on? Jimmy was right. Jimmy didn't get replaced. I mean, you it was awkward. It was like being the girlfriend while the while the wife was still in the house. All of that stuff. And, really and awkward. We never. I I just feel like we never projected the difficulty of how hard it must be for somebody at 20, 21, 22 years old to make that transition. And I thought he was very real about that transition today in saying that it seemed to affect with him the pressure, all of that. And I guess. He's enjoying yeah. playing football again. That was the one comment from his presser that had me a little bit like, what wow. really happened? Like, 
what that was wild when he said that before. i believe yeah. it though i mean it's not like he got drafted into an impossible situation everyone said it was the best situation like hey it's a great team go be good right away it's like right yo the, the bar is win the super bowl at 21 years old like no one's done that before and if i don't do it everyone's gonna say i'm trash like that's that's wild I, I, and right. so he had like maybe more pressure on any quarterback ever that got drafted like immediate pressure because the team's ready to go and he got written off quicker than any top three pick ever as well um he he also said that someone asked like how do you deal with all this and he's like well you know very close to my parents and my brother and my friends right. and i also some people i talked Sam to Donald said the it, same thing too yes but he also said there's some people i talked to to help get my mind right and i was like whoa are you talking to sports psychologists and he was like kind of yeah and i was like did did organization set you up with them or not and he was like well someone on the team recommended someone because like dude you don't want the organization knowing private stuff like that right, right, like you go to not. a therapist and be like man kyle's killing me man like i gotta talk i gotta get this off my my chest so that was very interesting uh my wife is a therapist and we talk about this a lot she always like man there's unreal amount of pressure on these athletes they also be talking to someone also the trauma of getting injured the way he did like it's hard to, to come back from that. So there's a lot that he could talk about. That was very interesting. 100%, 100%. Yeah. I'm sure that recovery, the mental oh. gymnastics of going through that, and then the yeah, expectation that. that his finger had to be right, but it wasn't right. I did think that, all of that. one thing yeah. that's been interesting, even when he talked today, is he's always been a little bit sensitive. There's only one topic he's sensitive to, and it's when he's asked questions about his throwing motion. He doesn't like those questions. He never says he doesn't like them. He always answers them respectfully, but he brushes yeah. them off in a particular way. And I thought it was interesting in today's presser, Matt Barrows, who recently just wrote an article featuring Jeff right. Christensen, the quarterback guru who has seemingly helped Trey Lance's mechanics grow quite a bit from where they were previously. He wrote an article saying that Jeff um, Christensen had to fix his mechanics substantially. It took him the four days, whatever. But the gist of it was that he had found the mechanical flaw that was causing the arm fatigue and they had fixed it. And when Matt Barrows posed the question to Trey Lance today, instead of saying, well, I worked on my mechanics and tweaked something this offseason, yeah. Trey Lance spun the answer to say, hey, no, no, no. I actually left Fargo in my last game and I've been throwing that entire time. I threw through the draft process. Then the 40 days I wanted to work really, really hard. So I threw then too. I can't imagine any quarterback not having fatigue if I threw that much. And I thought mm -hmm. seeing that answer and the way he said it and the way he kind of shifted the situation there was also interesting because I think there's still some sensitivity for yes. him and the throwing mechanics and all the talk about it is a sore subject. The way I look at it, it's like, it's almost like talking about like your sex life. It's like, it's none of your business. Right. Yeah, that's personal right. you know what i mean like i'm gonna go to the right people i'm gonna work this out but i'll need a bear i don't need to confess to you like you know i'll, I'll go to confession and I'll, I'll answer the questions but that's personal man like if you if, if you're smart enough to look at my throwing motion and figure it out on your own that's all that's between you and god but if you right. want me to break it down for you on the record like no because that's right. honestly my right. weakest point right now i don't need to i don't need to bear my soul to you publicly i respect that um and also it was very clever for him to twist it as like i just was Right. Too hard. Right. I just tried right. Exactly. I hard. thought that was awesome. Yeah. He's very mature, composed. Like you can easily forget he's 23 years old. Same with Brock. Both of them come across as like little 33 year olds at times. He's which not I guess getting he, out. Yeah. He's not. He's not. I think the key distinction is that I think Purdy just says what needs to be said. 
I think Lance shows that he's not going to be outsmarted by any of these questions. He's going to answer them directly, but even when you ask him a question that's trying to stump him up, he knows what you're trying to do, and he's going to give you an answer that manipulates the question back to you. Also, like, he's working on mechanics. Like, he's working with some of the best coaches. He's working on very little details. Right. He's answering questions from people that have no clue. So from his, it, is, is it his job to educate you and then answer the question? Like from his perspective, like, man, why don't you do some research and then ask me a good and question that's and where, then I might that's, answer. That's where the questions yeah. I thought yeah. were a little bit, I think they could have gotten a level deeper. And one of the right. questions I wanted to be asked to him, and maybe I should have tweeted this out or something was, if you remember the reason he started working in SoCal with 3DQB was after his second pro day, the 49ers requested that he went and work out there with John Beck. He had been doing his stuff with Quincy Avery. And then, I no, I think it was before his second pro day. And then he did his second pro day with John Beck and them instead of doing it with Quincy Avery. And at the time, I think Zach Wilson and Justin Fields were also working out with John Beck. But that was upon the 49ers request. I remember um, even Quincy Avery had mentioned, oh, they requested that he went and work out there. Since then, it seemed like he had moved his quarterback, whatever, training camp there. And he worked there for a year. Now, yeah. Shanahan, when he was talked about talking about it, he basically blamed it on the finger. He said last year he had to make progress in terms of his grip to be able to get himself confident enough to make progress this year. I wish somebody asked him the question, did the 49ers ask you to work out in SoCal with 3DQB? And why did you question. shift where you're working out that with is your the personal question. QB coach? Because My bad. you and I can sit here and be like, I asked him, what did you get right? out of it? But that was the question. Like, why did you change? That was the question. Because you and I can sit here and say like, well, he needs to throw this way. This person throws like this, all this. But nobody really knows. He knows. His quarterback yeah. coach knows. They know how yep. they're working on it, how they're trying to get him more comfortable throwing the ball. And I wonder what was there. Was this a personal decision yeah. that he made? Was this a Jimmy Garoppolo recommendation? Because he's worked out with Jeff Christensen. What drew Trey Lance to Did go Jimmy? That would be so funny if Kyle Shanahan and the whole coaching staff couldn't figure out the right coach. And Jimmy's like, Trey, go see Jeff Christensen. <laughs> I mean, they love Kyle, how Jimmy Let me fix it, this right? for you. Let me they fix this for Jimmy you on the way out to right? the Raiders, man. Like, I'll, that would be hilarious. But maybe. They love how Jimmy throws it, right? They do. They do. Hey, I don't. That, that's a good question, though. Like, how did it take you until year three to find the right coach for Trey? You know what I'm saying? Like, ha, how did that happen? Don't know. Or why? Why? Because usually um, we don't see quarterback coaches, right? Like, Sam Darnold's worked out with Jordan Palmer from before his draft process till now. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow work out with Jordan Palmer. You know, Patrick Mahomes work out, works out with Jeff Christensen. Usually we don't see this shifting, right? Also, I want to I want to mention one thing, the pressure. Uh, Trey mentioned like he he's enjoying football again. I think the pressure was dizzying. It was too much, and I'm not knocking him, but like I think it's a good. What he's trying to say is like okay, like I'm not being anointed the franchise quarterback. Good. All I want to do is keep my head down, be out of the spotlight, compete, and win the job organically. Like that's that's better for me. Then having everyone say like, oh, you're going to be the guy who wins the Super Bowl at 22 and takes Jimmy's job. Like, dude is balding. He, you can see the stress all over him. Like, honestly, why is he balding so much at 23? Like, this man is stressed. And I think the fact that he can just take a step back and be like, all right, no one believes in me. They got Brock. Brock's the guy. Like, I can just compete now. Like, that's a good place to be in when you're the best athlete in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of a sudden... 
he's he's in a good spot. It seems like mentally he's also in a good spot. This is good for him. I, I think it's just more if we look at who he is as a person and what his roots are, this is more yeah. organic for him, right? He's the guy who yeah. redshirted, who then had to earn yep. the job and all of that. He had to do that type. That was his journey to get right. here. He was not Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, who were stars right. from seventh grade, Correct. went to the big colleges, were the stars on campus, the big man on campus, all of that. No, he, he was the he dark horse. He was under the right. radar. Right. Yep. He had so he can be, he's right back in that role. Right. So he's right back in that role. And the guy in front of him is six feet tall. Like he must feel like, all right, all right, all right, cool. Like this is a comp- all right, cool, Brock. Love you, man. Cool. But I, I got this, which is how he needs to feel. Because honestly, he does exude that confidence. Brock exudes that confidence. Darnold doesn't. Darnold's gone through some things in the league. And this is year six yeah. for him. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. But I don't know if you can undo that that, that, that much. Alex Smith did. Trey Lance, to me, like, he doesn't have the stench of failure on him, which Darnold does. Trey's gotten injured. Trey's had some some rough starts, but he's 23, and he still seems like he has confidence. Um, it's crazy that he said he wasn't enjoying football, though, man. Like, Kyle, dude, what is up with your culture that you got these young quarterbacks flipping out, going bald yeah, at 23? Maybe it's the injuries. Maybe it's maybe, the injuries. Maybe it's the you injuries, the benefit man. of the doubt there, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure in Santa Clara. All right, uh, Scott says, how do you guys honestly feel Trey will do? I think Trey can outplay both Brock and Sam. Uh, just may take half a season to develop. I kind of get the feeling like it's going to be like one day Trey's the best quarterback on the field, then one day Sam's the best quarterback on the field. Yeah. Like you said, is it really going to be definitive this offseason? I don't know. And I, I think that's the question. I think Scott also brings up a good point with the second half of this question. And I think that's the confusing part with Trey Lance. Because we are projecting growth that how is he supposed to do it? He's supposed to grow – this much after rehabbing the last six months, and yeah. then now he comes back to training camp, and he's supposed to all of a sudden be in practice. He's going to improve, different. right? He's supposed when to he did in the last two years in practice, yeah, right. And I, I think there, it's a possibility that he could definitely become the guy. Look at how talented he is, and like Grant has said, while he has not succeeded yet, he has not failed either. He's still no. the same enigma he was two years ago, but. Right. If it takes half a season, the question is, are the Niners, if they feel that he gives them the best chance to win going into week one, are they going to marry themselves to the journey that that might come with over the next few weeks? Because last year, last year, we didn't get to see if that journey played out, Grant. But I, I, I genuinely do question when they brought Jimmy Garoppolo back. If the play had continued how it, how it was in Chicago and the Niners had started, let's say three and four, like they did. Correct. Would he have been able to be be then playing week eight, week right? Eight, because week when Jimmy starts three and four, he still has a locker room behind him. Right. If if Trey starts three and four, and I mean, Jimmy's on. on the team, come on. Some of those quotes were bad. Like the yeah. I'm not going to really say bad. it, but you can say it. We're a better team now. Really bad. What is that? Really bad. Whoever said that, shame on you. Niners Daddy says is Darnold on Kellen Mond confidence level? No, no. Kellen Mond was the least confident quarterback I've ever seen. I saw him in the uh, joint practices. I wanted him to be good. And it killed me to watch him just shrink like a little shrinking violet. Sorry, Kellen. I believed in you. Bryson VFX says, so if Brock is healthy, he's a starter no matter how Trey does. How did the three look today with accuracy and time to throw? Um, Yeah, I think if Brock is healthy, it's his job. I think that's the way it is. And he earned it. Let me ask you a question. Who who did you think was the more gifted thrower on the field, Darnold or Lance? Uh, Lance. Lance. Now, like, here's here's, here's when you watch Darnold. I told I told you on the phone when you watch Darnold, and you don't wear watch where the ball goes. Looks nice, quick release, 
uh, tight spiral. Like everything looks great. He could throw from different arm slots. Ball comes out quick, but it just it just it's always a little low. It's a little behind him. There's a guy adjusting with a one hander. Um, he had a he had a wide open deep throw today. Threw it late, under threw it. It's like, yeah, that's what I've seen every single time I've seen you play. Like I was trying to give him a blank slate, but what I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, man, it's Sam Darnold. Like that that's Sam Darnold. Um, but it's one day. Like maybe maybe yesterday he lit it up, and and Trey was inconsistent. Like. You got to remember, we only see a 33% snapshot of OTAs and it's seven on sevens. Last year, Trey tore it up too. Then they went to 11 on 11s in camp and he was overwhelmed. So we'll see. We'll see. And, and I, that's been a theme. I, I will say this he started every offseason with the 49ers True. really hot. He, he started to, uh, the phrase of he the has. day at a torrid pace. He That's started true. his rookie mini camp, all of that at a torrid pace. <laughs> Jerry McDonald said that like eight times today in the question. What like, was that? Love you, Jerry. Love you, Jerry. What happens is sometimes he he was clearly writing about McCaffrey. Yeah. And so what he did was he asked the same question to every single person that went up there. And it was like, okay, okay, do your thing. But he waited until like eight minutes thing. in. He let everyone get their questions in. I like Jerry. But it, yeah, you're right. Torrid pace. Torrid pace. Yeah. yeah. But, he, but it's always, yeah. it's gone from positive to less positive, the hype has always diminished as the offseason has gone on for him for whatever reason, right? And so, for Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. I, I think we'll, we'll find out if it plateaus yeah. here or if it increases or if it, you know, decreases as well. Yeah. Um. David Baker says, both your cameras are blurry. Really? They look good to me. I'm sorry. I'm looking in 4K. I right can't now. tell. Raymond Martinez Jr. What's up, Raymond? Says, what's up, fellas? Classic episode. What must Shanahan see from the quarterbacks to name a starter? Is it as simple as Brock returning, or is there more nuance? It's a lot of nuance, right? Like, when Brock returns. If he returns for the beginning of training camp, it's over. There's no there's no, there's no, competition. Too, yeah. But is that going to happen? Like, I don't think that's going to happen. So, to me, yeah, like, what happens if it's a Darnold Trey competition and it's not definitive, to your point? What do they do? That, they do. That's that's the million dollar question. And I think they're hoping to avoid that scenario. And yeah. that's why they're opening it up and giving both guys a complete runway and saying, like, we're really we're give, we're letting you win this job. Now, I, I do think, Grant, um, if I if Brock comes back before week one, I don't think anybody's passing him in practice. If no, you can't. Sense. He won playoff yeah. games. You can't. There's right. nothing you because because practice isn't even football. It's not. It's not. So there's nothing you can do in that setting that can trump beating the Cowboys in the playoffs. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but what can happen is if Brock doesn't start week one and you go on a winning streak, then, you know, that's all ancient history. Uh, Salob Safi says, give predictions. Who will be the week one starter? Trey. You're going Trey? I'm going to go I'm going to go Trey. I'm gonna Fair. I'm gonna go Purdy Fair. for whatever reason. Fair. What they said today, I've been so skeptical of him coming back. But the Fair. way it sounded today, it sounds like they're putting pressure on that situation to happen. Sure. Um, I just feel like it's risky because it's Pittsburgh. And look, Purdy did great stuff last year, but he beat up a lot of bad defenses. And then he faced Dallas, and it was like a fifty percent pressure rate. And to his credit, he survived and didn't get hurt or, or turn the ball over and he won. But then he went up against an even better pass rush and the Niners couldn't block at all. And he got smacked. Uh, Pittsburgh is a really good defense 
with a I bunch agree. of different fronts and a bunch of different. I mean, it's not just yeah, him; I, like I, it's I the whole line. Like that like that's he's going to get smacked if he plays yeah. and wins that game. He's either if he wins or lost, he's going to get smacked a few I times. Think, Do you want him taking those hits? I think that first of all, I think that game's a bad matchup for Yikes. either any quarterback week one. I've talked about yep. this. They went into Cincinnati and sacked Joe Burrow seven times last year. He had five turnovers. Two yeah, years ago, they went into Buffalo and beat Josh Allen, and that was with Mitchell. That was with yep. Tommy John, Ben Roethlisberger, and then the year after with um, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Now the one they're going to bring so say, much pressure. They're not going to play back. I mean, I so I have a galaxy brain theory on what I would do actually if I was the 49ers. Tell um, me. So you've built up equity, right? Three out of four NFC Championship games. Yeah. I would just put Purdy on ice for the year. Because I think the timing of the injury is so bad. I would let yeah. Sam Darnold and Lance battle it out. If Sam Darnold and Lance completely flop, you can say next year, well, Brock Purdy just wasn't ready the entire time. We didn't have our franchise quarterback. And if it's one of them shows up and is the guy, then you're still in a situation. Then it changes. Then that changes. Comes yep. back healthy. Yep. And so I, I, that's what I, I would agree. do just because I think the way they're asking Purdy to return is like, not enough. It's desperate. Is I don't think people are putting enough equity into offseason, like the amount yeah. quarterbacks work out, right? Like Tom Brady used to work out with Amendola and Edelman after yeah. playing for them and fought with it's for a like big deal. years in May. They yeah. used to yeah. be yeah. Rushing Purdy back off no offseason is the kind of thing a guy, a coach in the hot seat does. Like, you're not on the hot seat. You're good. You're good. Well, Why would you do that? On the hot seat. Yeah, but like, again, this is a guy who's 23 years old. He's going to have an abbreviated offseason. Like, he's not just your like. Did you ask he, him the RG3 question? He's gone through this once before with yeah. a different injury. Similar I mean, if, if Brock injury. Purdy were 30 years old and he'd won a Super Bowl already, he'd be like, yeah, well, I don't give a damn about his offseason. Like, he's Drew Brees. Go out and do it. But he's, that's not who he is. He's freaking 23 with eight career starts and a serious injury and no offseason. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's good to start week one. Like, well, they damn. Said that's what affected Jimmy last year, right? Like, the Denver. Yeah. Game, Jimmy was rough. Absolutely. I don't know about that. David Baker says, all good. Nice to see you, Vish. You guys click. Thanks, David. Thank you. Anthony Cook says, is, is if Brock is ready for the start of the season and goes 0203, does Kyle move on to Lance? That's a, that's a doomsday scenario. Doomsday. You don't want to, that, you can't have that happen where you, where you rush that, Brock be, back. If he does that and you go back to Brock then after, or you're kind of having to go to Lance, otherwise the season's done if you go back to Brock. It's like we had a quarterback competition. Both these guys worked their butts off. One guy won. We disregarded the results. We rushed Brock back. It didn't work out. Now we're going, it's like, you can't do this. It looks like failed leadership. That looks like bad coaching. Straight up. BattleBeast19 says, five will ball. Let uh, Get Lego Batman off the stand, Sam. Lego Batman? That is so funny. Uh, Masatore says, how many drops today for each quarterback? Bunch of drops, actually. I wasn't trying to give, I wasn't trying to use that excuse because people, like, People disagree on what a drop is, but Lance had a bunch of, I mean, there were a bunch. So let me go through it. Uh, Mitchell dropped one of Lance's. Ronnie Bell dropped one of Lance's. Lance throws it hard in the flat, though. Like, he really fires it in the flat. So sometimes he's running back. Yeah, they were spirals. He had one wobbler, but it was caught. Um, yeah. Ty Davis Price had a questionable one. I didn't call him. I don't want to call these guys drops unless it's a clear drop. How did, but he Ty look? Davis, How did his body look? A little bit better. A little bit better. He was running harder. I'll give him that. He was running hard. He was a little tentative last year. Jordan Mason ran so hard. 
But uh, Jordan Mason was got got, the, got a touch before Ty Davis. So see, we'll see. Who did, who did you, whose body do you think looked better between the two? Mason, Mason, Mason. Uh, does Brock get a longer leash to find a rhythm at the start of the season as opposed to Trey if he starts slow? Um, look again, oh. Kyle hasn't benched a quarterback since Brian Hoyer in 2017. Like he wants to choose a guy and stick with him. He was very patient with Jimmy Garoppolo. Very. He was. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy. But they're paying him. This, I don't. Know. I don't buy this so much because if so much of the fear with Trey Lance is that you can't go through growing pains, then why would Brock Purdy have the leash that he doesn't have? Right. I don't think. I right. think the way the quarterback situation is set up is again barring definitives. I don't know if anybody will have a leash. Of course, Grant just brought up the point. Well, it seems like that's not Shanahan style. I don't know if we've ever seen Shanahan, though, in a situation where the pay, the two things, right? Because there's one thing here. Politics are involved in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo makes a hell of a lot of money. Not an easy guy to bench because of that. That's true. And then, two, I don't think he's ever had a situation where the guys make this much even money. And he's in complete control of who gets to play, who gets to start, all of that. Because in Washington... It just seems wishy-washy to keep changing your mind. But he could always be like, look... uh, if Brock starts 0-2, it could be like, I got to step back. He's hurt. We're not right. benching Brock. He's right. just injured. Just, you could always do that. Him. We don't want you could always do that. Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. But I think if Brock does not start well and you pull him and you go to somebody else and that somebody else is you know, not playing like a starting quarterback either, your entire season kind of gets tanked because now you're just quarterback to quarterback to quarterback. And this is the yep. worst part of the quarterback competition because usually what it teaches you is not that, hey, this guy's the guy. It's that, hey, both of these guys are not the guy. Right. Fire the Great says QB1 depends on how Purdy looks versus how much Trey improved. Purdy is the QB1, but like Kyle said, but he got hurt. That's true. It complicates things. Like, we don't really know what Purdy is anymore. We'll have to see. Lamonte757 says, you think this is another pump and dump attempt just to trade Trey Lance by week seven? Also, did Trey have any wobble? And did he or Sam throw any close call throws? Uh one at a time. Um, it does feel like a little bit of a pump and dump attempt uh, in the sense like, why not? Why not try? You never know. Uh, you might get an offer. Clearly, I don't think he's worth much right now, so they got to do something. Uh, did Trey have any wobble? I saw one. And did he And he also threw one that almost got picked by Curtis Robinson in the left, left flat. It was one of these like shot plays not there and like a reflexive check down to the left that he didn't really look at. So yeah, you got to work on that. Sam Darnold fumbled a snap. I'm not saying any of these guys look like a franchise quarterback today. Can I can I point that out? Neither neither of these guys look like franchise quarterbacks today. Today in Who May. Who showed more command in your opinion? Where it felt like that guy was in control and charge. Trey, it's Trey. his third year on the team. He freaking better. He freaking better. Uh, the Niner you love to hate. Five one zero says Vish in my E forty voice. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Vish. Oh. Muid says, "What are the odds? Pretty arm has gotten weaker now. Uh, probably a little." But, I mean, he hasn't even started the rehab process. I guess we'll have to see. Manny Fresh, I hope Purdy's a starter week one so Trey can come in once he's hurt and the team is hitting on all cylinders. That's kind of mean. But I know yeah, what you mean. Tough. But I think it's kind of a weird way to say it. Aru Illustri says, great to see you, Vish. We missed you. Look at you that. guys can go on Vish's channel and, and tip Vish when you say we missed you. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying. Uh, Keneal Mason says, Grant and Vish, the dynamic duo. Welcome back. My theory, Niners pushed up Darnold stock through the media simply to help Change the narrative on Trey. I, I like that narrative that they push. They they make Sam Donald seem like he's a real like back when Tyson used to fight nobodies. They make him seem like there's someone 
It's like, oh my God, he knocked him out. It's like, nah, Tyson's been in jail for three years and they're trying to get his legs back underneath him. Like, oh my God, Trey beat Sam Darnold in a competition and Sam's good. Like, not really. I, I think I think it's just something people can't get past the fact that I think they clearly just genuinely like his talent. They've been connected to him so many times before this. I yeah. think there's an affinity for his talent. No question. Scott yeah. Koenig says, thank you, Grant and Vish. You two are always on point. Thank you. David says, uh, is training day, boys. Like Let's that. freaking go. Suck it, Flav. What, what's the, what's with the good Flav form. dislike? Oh it's no, Flav, 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 what Flav does is he he's funny, he's snarky, and he comes on like almost every live stream to just yeah. take jabs at Trey. Yeah. And you know, Trey fans take it personally. So I, I found him so much more tame than the guys who take jabs consistently on Trey on Twitter, though. True. He actually has a little bit of right, uh, he's a little bit more style. Tame. That's why that's why like why does everybody Fair enough. just go I like Flav. Yeah. I like Flay. Battle Beast nineteen. Well, we, we call him Flave sometimes, but he goes. He, he's versatile. Battle Beast nineteen says Kyle doing the Birdman hands to start Trey over PP. I like taking pictures like that. Dustin the Gale says, "Welcome back, Showtime Vish. Showtime Vish on hell. Thank you, thank you, Ed, Edgardo. How did teammates act with Trey, CMC, Kittle, others? I was in the locker room. It's hard to say, but I do want to give was at a torrid pace, dude. McCaffrey. Well, I just want to say something, man. That's that's leadership. You want to be the leader of the team, you show up, you practice, you do stuff like that. Like, no disrespect to anyone who didn't, but he did it. Warner stood and watched. Ayuk stood and watched. Like, it's cool. Hey, by all means, but that is a guy who's going to push a team to win a Super Bowl because you don't turn it on in October if you're going to win a Super Bowl. It's now. It's, it's fucking now. And I like that shit. I like that with McCaffrey. Yeah, he's special. And Kittle was out there too. Yeah. He's special. Both, you could definitely tell that he hasn't been on a team like this, and he's he's not taking a minute for granted. I like that about McCaffrey. Right, right. All right, and let's it, keep it'll going. Be in, it, it'll be interesting because we know Nick Bosa is going to show up right in unbelievable yeah. shape, and yeah, yeah. Bosa's great, but he's not a leader. Like he he's not going to be here to galvanize the team in May. Um, it's not what he does. And he's not going to be at a short pace in May. No, it's not what Trent Williams does either, but freaking CMC. So stay healthy, baby. The coach says Brock is starting the season on Pup, and Trey is beating out Sam. Niners Brass is trying to speak this into existence, but I ain't moved. Trey gets a real QB comp, and he gets his reps games perfect. That's what I'm guessing, too. I think Brock's going to start on Pup. and I'm going to I'm gonna explain why. We're going to talk about Brock next. We're trying to get there. Coach, love you, man. Anthony, bold prediction. Who finishes the season as a Niners? He asked the real question. I don't know. So for this, I'll go Trey Lance. I don't know. Okay. For this, I'm going out of pure cynicism, Sam Darnold. Not because of anything Trey Lance is going to do wrong, because of Kyle M. Effin Shanahan, who just can't keep a quarterback healthy to save his life. Sorry. Whoever starts the season is not finishing the season. That's the brutal reality of this team. I wish I was wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Anakit says, given how GC is stressed that winning early is important, who would you start? Healthy, proven, purdy, or improved Lance. Welcome back, Fish. Um, man, that's so contingent on so many things. Yeah. Let me uh, let me answer that. Let me answer that oh, in, in September when I've seen that. when I see where, where I see where they're at. But that's a good question. If uh, game I guess time. If, if Purdy is healthy today, all we can say is that we would start Purdy. But we also haven't seen this version of Lance in a game True. on the field, so we don't know how True. that projects either. Game time says, "Oh, snit! The two amigos are back." Oh, this is for you. Titus Moeller says, heard what Purdy's practicing with instead of a ball. 
Is there a saboteur inside the Niners organization? How else can we explain them so perfectly setting up Grant for the clickbait pick? Tweet caption is Brock throwing in the towel. <laughs> That's special. That's special. <laughs> Titus, thank you very much, man. It's 20 bucks. That is top notch. He hasn't been throwing the towel yet. I'd like to see him throw the towel. When is the next cone phone? Saturday. They Saturday. call it aggressive too, right? Shanahan always says he's making an aggressive movement with the towel. So how, how aggressive could you get with a freaking towel? It's like, oh. Pow. All I'm saying is by the end of training camp, I if if I like I don't want to be in the locker room with Brock Purdy because if he if he's one of those Woo! towel snappers in the locker room that hurts so bad. Fire the so, so fire the bad. says BT Dub Flav sounded like a real casual on Ryan's show today. Him and Ryan finally made their bet too. I like Flav. He he adds a little flavor to the uh, discourse. Cesar Alcazar says, is the book out on BP? He likes to roll left, doesn't like to throw right. Seems like he really won't be able to work on that because of the rehab process. It's a fair question. Uh, I don't know the books out on Brock. He's, been, he's only played eight games, but there's more of a book now than there was when there were n- no games on film. Let's, I'll, you know, and, and I, we did see the Seahawks and the Cowboys use the same freaking game plan back to back games. So yeah, I, I would say that there's a book is sort of being developed. If you want to go to Brock Purdy now, I'm actually yeah. Let's at, do it. Let's, Battle Beast. We'll, we'll get to you, but uh, they're, they're coming in pretty quick. Let's talk Brock Purdy. So last time we talked, me and you, Brock Purdy wasn't a factor. He, I didn't even know who Brock Purdy was. Now, I mean, he, he makes appearances and he, he gets standing ovations. He like kisses babies. He's over there. He's, he's regal. He's the freaking prince of Santa Clara. And even though his right arm doesn't work so good right now, he got the first crack at the podium today. He is the leader in the clubhouse. What do you think of the way he acted, his demeanor, and what he said? Because he said one thing that really stuck out to me. So his demeanor to me is always fantastic, just like Trey Lance. And by the way, this can be said about Sam Darnold, too. They're all so respectful, kind. True. They answer every question. True. They're very nice. They're very professional. They speak. Yeah. Very, they're well-spoken. They So they're all fantastic in that way. I actually – so I think something that um, I really enjoyed from his presser is how honest he was about his own flaws. And I thought it was something that's very different. Yeah from hearing Jimmy Garoppolo when there's direct questions asked about Even him. Trey. Trey won't yeah. talk about his mechanics. Right. And I yep. thought Brock Purdy, on the other hand, and, and this is why I guess perhaps I have a little bit more faith. I know there's this always there's always this long-term ceiling question with Brock Purdy, right? And the comparison's always Jimmy. Well, I think maybe Brock Purdy is just that person that's a little bit more I don't want to say Jimmy isn't that guy, but maybe Brock Purdy is the guy that goes out of his way to work on his flaws and make sure that they're getting better. And I thought it was great that he season. talked he doesn't about run how from early it. and how yeah. earlier in the season. And I was talking about this just yesterday with our mutual friend, Rob Guerrera, and he and I actually had this entire sequence of talking where we talked about how Brock Purdy at the beginning of the year, the best I thought he played was the Miami game and the Tampa Bay game where back foot hit the ground and ball would get out. And then he started making plays off schedule. And then you had plays like the Raiders game, right? Where it's process over result. The kiddo play rolling out left is cool, but you got to make that throw to Jennings. And you see the first half against Dallas where he's running out of the pocket. He's running out of clean pockets. What are you doing? And then the second half against Dallas, it's not that he made any big time throws. He just started playing quick, clean, efficient quarterback. And he talked about that entire process of how he went from doing what Shanahan and Greasy told him to feeling himself and yeah. thinking he could make some more plays off schedule. Mm-hmm. So now he's working on 
making sure that he's playing quickly and fast and on time and on schedule. And I thought that was great because to me, Mm -hmm. if we're talking about the archetype of Brock Purdy becoming a great quarterback, he has to become the master of playing on time and on schedule from the pocket. Right. That's what Drew Brees was. Great. That's what Drew Brees was. Yeah. Because, dude, you're not Russell Wilson, man. Here's the thing. You're not Russell Wilson. You got a nice uh, you got a nice 10 yard burst. You're quick. Um, Russell Wilson in his prime ran a four five. Right. Okay. Russell Wilson had one of the strongest arms in the league, the best deep ball I've seen in a long time. I remember when Russell Wilson won the NFC Championship game against the Niners. Vic Fangio was in the locker room that day. He came down after the game, and we were asking him about, well, you know, how come you couldn't contain Russell Wilson? He was like, guys, as a runner, he's like prime Barry Sanders. I'll never forget he said that. Now, maybe that was a bit of an exaggeration, but, dude, he was that good at 24 yeah. years old. And, and Brock's not I like mean, that. I mean, I know, we, I know we think Brock Purdy's a pretty thick guy. He's not skinny, but he's Russell Wilson like that. is, what, 225? Yeah, yeah. So you got to be Drew Brees, man. Drew Brees was the quickest decision maker, the best decision maker, and the most accurate passer. And even he only won one Super Bowl. So you got, I mean, there is no margin here. I mean, Drew Brees was a good athlete. Brock Purdy has definitely got higher foot quickness than Drew Brees. Like, he's a good athlete. And definitely, I think with Brock Purdy, like, this is where I kind of push back on the playmaking stuff because even though he's not the biggest guy and he's not the strongest guy, he has a natural knack to slide and move yep. and make something happen off schedule. Yep. It's a natural thing that he does. And he's done it since yep. he was at Iowa state. And, and the, the longer the play goes, like the more of a weapon he is. Exactly. Like he's, he's good. Yeah, exactly. But if you yeah. can use that where you only use it in spurts and rather than him being reliant on it, because I think if he is reliant on it with his stature, his arm hurt. talent, I don't think it's sustainable for it's him to get play hurt. that way. But if he can balance that out where he just Also, goes, also, also, the, the team is too good. The talent right. is too good. The coaching is too good. You don't need to do that. That's what you had to do at Iowa State. You don't right. need to do that right. here sometimes. Right. But right. most of the time, you just need to execute. Right. Yeah. And if he's able to do that and if he's able to take that step, then great. The Niners have their quarterback, you know, of the future, and he's that guy. But if he plays the same way, I think that that process – is a little bit scary of him running outside of the pocket so much. I don't think it's sustainable. It's for not him sustainable. Either. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say about him that he said in this press conference, it was right after Shanahan. And Shanahan was very, he kept saying like, you know, like the expectation is that Brock's going to play. I don't know if he right. said that exact words, but he made it sound real. Hello. Hold on. I'm here. Just a second. No, hold on. Wait, that's not the right one. Oh, he switched here? the cameras. I didn't mean to switch the camera. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's weak. Settings. This, this is this is a commercial for the camera company, by the way. It's the not exactly the AK and the computer camera is crazy. Woo! That was terrible. Okay. Uh, what was I talking about? Brock Purdy, great you quarterback. Were talking about Brock Purdy. Great. What stood out to you from what he said in his press? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so Kyle kept saying like, yeah, the expectation. He's gonna be back week one. Like Lynch has said it. Kyle said it. Like we expect if everything goes right. He used a different word. He was like, well, it's that's the goal. That's the goal. That's a good goal to have. And I was thinking like the difference between a goal and an expectation. Like the goal is to win a football game. You can expect to win a game, but that doesn't mean you will. That's your goal. Like an expectation is like, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to give it my best effort. Like that, that's for sure an expectation. But there's a difference between an expectation and a goal. And I think Brock made that real clear. Like, yeah, you know, God willing, and everything goes right. Yeah, you're sure. But like no freaking idea and neither do they. So we'll see. And I think that that's, that's the key, right? If everything works out with his timing of his return, he probably takes the job week one 
to week 17. And the reason, I mean, prediction is a prediction. I, I just kind of throw it out there right now because honestly, it doesn't matter who I think is going to start today week one or who I think is going to start today week 17. I just said a random name, whatever. But I do mm-hmm. think the reason I also said that logically was just simply because I just don't understand how that timeline is going to work out. And I think the way the competition works out, the Niners are going to want him because I think he might be the only definitive answer at that point because he has the 8-0 equity. I just, as much as I am bullish on Trey Lance's projection if he gets an opportunity to play, as much as I think Sam Darnold could do well with the 49ers in this situation with these weapons, all of that, I don't know if either of them in this particular offseason will be able to... um... Check it. Check it. No, people f- people not feeling your mic. Uh, is it, are you good? Yeah, it seems okay to me. I'm not sure. I didn't change. Maybe you it. just need to lean a little bit closer to it. A little bit closer. How's that? Yeah, that's better. That's better. It's, I okay. think. Uh, yeah, you got to be a little bit closer to it. Sorry about that. Okay, people good just, to know. Yeah, there you go. But either way, yeah. either way, what I was mentioning was simply that um, I think that that timing of when he returns and all of that, it just doesn't feel right. And we talked about how imperative it was that the 49ers have definitively a guy. And I just don't think in this time period they will have definitively a guy where he might be the only definitive yeah. a guy and they might want to play him that way. I, what I think is so interesting about Brock Purdy is that we don't really know him. We don't really know any of these quarterbacks, but we think of him as like this aw shucks last pick in the draft, whatever you need, coach, I'll do whatever. But he's got a little standing now. You know, he won some playoff games. He's 8-1. Mm-hmm. and one. You know, he gets standing ovations wherever he goes. Like, he's a freaking local legend right now. And, you know, he he's not just a guy. Like, he is the he's the leader in the clubhouse. He might be the future here. And I think he's not going to say it, but we're learning. Like, does he have a little leverage here? You know, if the Niners are pushing him to start week one and him and his team feel that's not the right thing for him, like, is he going to – pushback privately like that's it i I don't know brock purdy palpable right yeah and like his dad was a professional athlete like he's not like a a rube he's got people in his corner he knows what he's doing i mean it's it's very interesting his his confidence is special dude yeah he never lost his points poise once last year and even today for a guy going through the injury having to deal with questions at the end of the day that is the third overall pick that's nipping at his heels and heels and trying to come back and retake the job that was originally his, not Brock Purdy's. Then you have Sam Darnold, a veteran with all this talent in the world. And Brock Purdy didn't seem phased by any of that. He seemed to basically be like, I'm going to get myself healthy. And if I'm healthy, things will work itself out. So I love, I love the confidence that was portrayed by both of the 49ers quarterbacks that were remaining on the roster from last year to this year in both Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. But I think Purdy's confidence is off the charts. It's unreal. You can feel it. Yeah. And last thing I want to say about Purdy before we move on to Darnold, like, I don't even know how likable Purdy is. Like, I don't know that they even like him. They just respect him. How do you not respect him? Like, he told George Kittle essentially to shut up on television. And now he may tell the whole organization, like, look, guys, I'm going to do what's best for me. It's also what's best for the franchise. So stop pushing me. Like, we don't know. But if he told George Kittle to shut up, he might just... I'm not he's not being subversive but he's standing up for himself he's standing up for himself which is very important you got to do it I think that's what was part of what made the story of his situation last year so special because he kind of earned respect immediately 
in what we thought was a very difficult situation with how down the team was after Garoppolo got hurt, how much they believed in Garoppolo and all of that. And we thought it was kind of an unwinnable locker room as long as Garoppolo was still there. And he was still kind of looming over Purdy's shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. The first couple Purdy starts, we were all under the impression that Garoppolo was going to return. And then we saw him play and we're like, no, 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 you cannot reinsert Garoppolo, even if he is healthy, because this guy is playing better than him. And I think what was really impressive during that time and what blew seemed to blow his teammates away was Brock Purdy didn't come in trying to be their friends or all of that. He came in and he said, this is my chance for this opportunity, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure it happens. He didn't worry about the dynamics of his relationship with George Kittle. He just worried about how can George Kittle help me do my job. And I think inherently he got a respect immediately because – the team could see that he's just all about winning and doing his job and doing what's best for the team. And, you know, I don't know if he needs to necessarily be personable and you need to say, well, I love talking to this guy or like this guy as much as I respect how this guy does his job and how it helps me do mine. So clearly, yeah, he's not real social. I I seen him in the locker room. He's just in his locker doing his work. People respect. Right. He was talking about last quarterback before last. Yeah. Last quarterback, last quarterback, Sam Darnold was his first day in front of the media. Uh, it was his first day doing an interview in, in front of us in person. He went second. And to me, it's a, it's, tough. it's a tough act to follow. He went after Brock. Brock's so mature and confident. Uh, Trey, so mature and confident. Then you got Sam. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to say anything snarky. He's just not like them. Like he's, he doesn't come across as super confident. He doesn't come across as like super mature. Not saying he's immature. But he, he comes across as a 25-year-old who's gone through some some some, t- some stuff. And like his answers aren't as substance as substantive substantive as the other two. He uses a lot more filler words. He says um a lot more. He just seems more nervous. And he's the he oldest. He doesn't answer questions as directly as them. No, sure. he doesn't answer questions as yeah. directly. And, and look, he means well. He's not combative. He's just the other two are so impressive. And he's not as impressive. Uh, Ultimately, that doesn't mean anything about how he plays quarterback, but he's boring. watch him on the field today. That's he just he t- that, that, and you've seen it when you watch him t- on TV. Like he doesn't exude confidence. No, no, no. he's boring to the media too, right? Like yeah. it, his answers. It's not like you mentioned. He's kind. He's nice. He's respectful. Mm-hmm. He's clearly yeah. a good guy. I'm not yep. sitting here poo pooing that. But when you listen to Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, they directly answer the questions and have something interesting to say. Whereas you yes. can see Sam Darnold has clearly been in New York, been peppered by questions by the New York media. So he has a little bit of more of a Jimmy Garoppolo yes. shield. In front yes. Of her. I'll yes. say this, I'll say this, but that's kind of my MO. And I think with him, really his confidence, I mean, we can get into the nuances and, you know, really well, does Sam Darnold make this throw well? Does he do this well? And all of that. And I think you might have a deferring opinion based on how much belief people have in his talent versus how much people believe equity people place in what they have seen from him in his career so far. So you'll have deferring opinions there. I think the biggest thing that's going to decide which one of those two things are actually correct is how confident is he? How capable is he of going through everything he went through the last five years and still having the self-belief to say, I'm still a starting quarterback. And in fact, when we talk about growing pains for Trey Lance and for Brock Purdy coming off of an injury grant, I think there's going to be growing pains for Sam Darnold to reinvent himself too. Yeah. Growing pains Thank you. Alex Smith, when he reinvented yeah. himself, right? 
like that that year was 17 touchdowns, five picks. It was barely 3,000 yards passing. Now, Alex Smith never turned the ball over. He played clean football. The Niners had Joe Hastings starting at receiver at one point in the season. So it was not the greatest situation, but it took him time to get confidence back pushing the ball down the field. There was a learning curve to get him to stop turning over the ball. Most recent example, another New York quarterback. I think he's a more – I like him more than Sam Darnold, to be 100% honest. We used to talk about this. Daniel Jack Wilson? Jones. Oh, Daniel Jones. Jones. It took Daniel Jones yeah. last year. Daniel Jones had a good year, but Daniel Jones left so many plays on the field because it felt like they were just rebuilding his confidence of having him not turn over the ball. As mm. much as I think Sam Darnold could have success, and I, I really believe that. I'm not the biggest Sam Darnold fan, but I think when you look at his skill set and talent – and you look at the weapons, the coach, everything, he can be successful here. But when other quarterbacks, other than basically Geno, when they make this resurgence, and it's usually because they played the previous year, right? Geno sat for 10 years in between when he previously, I guess he ruined Eli's streak, but really it was a 10-year period before he started consistently. There takes a year for them also where they need their confidence to grow before they unleash it as well. So I think there's that question with him as well. So here's why I feel like Sam's not that confident. And he played with the second team today. Mm-hmm. Like You were the third pick in the draft. You started like almost 60 games in the NFL. Brandon Allen was with the third team. So he's playing with rookies, playing against third string players. Like Brandon Allen looked like freaking Peyton Manning today. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm 30. I've been in the league. I'm going against backup. I'm, I'm shredding them. Seven for seven made it look. I was like, I'm, I'm not overreacting. That was Brandon Allen. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it should look like. He looks so confident. Like Sam Darnold looked like Sam Darnold going against backups, and that to me is a it's seven on seven, man. Mm-hmm. You're going against no one who's starting in the in the NFL, and yeah, you got you got backups too. But like Brandon Allen's killing it. You should be killing it. Like you're not reworking your mechanics. Like you're just you, and it's like you still see like hesitation. Like the first he's not there. We're like it's like. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, it was just a snapshot, but it was just the same impression I've always had from him. So what always. you're saying is he didn't feel like a veteran quarterback to you. No. And no. Brandon Allen felt like a veteran. Yes, exactly. Yes. And it, to me, it's like, so, so what is the point of having this 25 year old rookie who's trying to remake it? It's like, it's like, eh, I don't know. Like bring in someone who's actually a, a vet like Brandon Allen, but better or a, another rookie who doesn't have all this failure attached to him for better. For here's, here's my question. Did you find yeah. it interesting that both Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold referenced Joe Burrow when talking about Brandon Allen? I've never heard that before. That was so like uh, funny. he's played with Tom Brady, he's played with Peyton Manning kind of moment. I didn't know we got there with Joe Maybe Burrow. that's why everyone like, respected Jimmy so much because of the right. Tom Brady. Maybe in meetings, Jimmy's just like, well, <laughs> Tom Brady told me this one time, and well, that's no, what Brandon Allen's doing. Maybe, but I thought that was really interesting because usually you hear them say, "Well, they do some good things with their offense in Cincinnati." Or he played mm-hmm. with Zach Taylor. We they're what? No, they, he he personally said, developed yeah. Joe Burrow, and now he's going to develop the next. Did they not Joe say Burrow. that though? They were like, "He's right. been out there with Joe. He's been out." Do they? Like, he yeah. he must say it all. It's it's hilarious. We're going to get to your super chats in a minute. Last topic of the show. So we've laid out their planet quarterback. They want to have a quarterback competition. Their, their hearts are in the right place. They got three precocious, well-meaning young quarterbacks with upside. But there's a flaw to this whole plan. We were talking about it. I'm going to lay it out real quick, and you can take it the rest of the way. It's a little bit like the Warriors' problem with the two timelines. I'm not going to get into basketball. But you're asking your quarterback 
on the Niners. It sounds so easy. Just be, just be a cog in the machine. Just be a point guard. Just distribute the ball. It's not about you, man. It's, you don't have to be special. You got, you got special team around you, a special coach. Just do your job. It sounds so easy. But young quarterbacks want to be special. They want to show they can be special. That's the whole thing we were talking about with Brock Purdy. All of a sudden, he had a little success. All of a sudden, he starts freely. You want to show you can be more. You can be the next great quarterback. Why would you sell yourself short at 23 years old? So if you're asking a guy to be that cog in the machine, that's usually a 30-year-old. It's someone who knows they're not special. Someone who knows who they are. You know, that's willing to play a role. Like A role player quarterback, it's really hard to find that guy at 24, 23, 25. It's it, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's Brandon Allen or someone better. It's someone who knows who the hell they are and what they've been through. And that to me is the plan in the Niners quarterback, the, the, the flaw in their quarterback plan. They're asking young guys to do something that's really more built for someone 32 years old, someone my yeah. age. Yeah. And you know, this is a conversation that we had prior to all of this move up, right? That's when the Matthew, actually the Matthew Stafford conversation originated along before that. But part of the conversation there was veteran versus rookie. We felt like, well, veteran, you get a clean break from Garoppolo. The guy is already clearly better. All of that. It's a veteran team. Veteran comes in. He knows what to do. He knows knows his role. He has experience in it. All of it. I think what you're describing is further than the flaw in the quarterback plan. I think systematically the issue with how the 49ers play and how much easier the game, they make the game for the quarterback. And they really do. I think there's no doubt about that. Shanahan really does Mm -hmm. make the game easy for his quarterbacks. And is that they also require their quarterbacks to have a rudimentary skill set that requires experience where they can that get in out of the right plays. Yeah. Yeah. They can control the line of scrimmage. They can make the necessary throws. They can lead a veteran team. Right. It's all yep. the basic stuff that they can do all of that. And I think Mike LaFleur actually ran into this issue in with the Jets. Now, Zach Wilson mm-hmm. is not a good player, but I think what happened with his development is that Zach Wilson is so talented physically but he doesn't do any of the rudimentary stuff right. And they couldn't teach mm-hmm. him to do the rudimentary stuff right. Whereas yeah. you have Mike White, who's nowhere near as gifted as Zach Wilson, but he runs the offense way better because he can do all yeah. the little basic stuff a quarterback has to do correctly. And mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of their situation right now with the quarterback. Even when you look at Trey Lance, and maybe we don't know what Shanahan is way superior to Mike LaFleur. So we don't know what his full plan is because we haven't seen Trey Lance play four, five, six games in a row. Unfortunately, he's gotten injured, so we haven't seen that. But I do think there is, in this system in general, as much as they do make life easier for quarterbacks, there's a reason they all really only succeed with veteran quarterbacks. And it's because yeah. those guys have played, they know how to play, and this system now they makes life the role. way easier for them. Yeah, it makes absolutely. easier. It makes yeah. throws easier for them. It takes yep. Matt Ryan, who was a top 10 quarterback, to an MVP right. level player. Yep. And so that brings me... You know, this is why we talked about Matthew Stafford. And I think if everything doesn't work out for the 49ers, the quarterback with the potential out, the veteran quarterback we should keep our eye on is not Kirk Cousins, it's Dak Prescott. That will be a quarterback that's fringe top 10. You put him in a Shanahan offense. If that situation is created, he could be an MVP type player, in my opinion, in this offense with these weapons and all of that. So that's the name I would keep track of in case – all of this doesn't work out because I think that's the one. If Dallas hasn't re-signed him yet, that's the conversation. Because 
we have talked so much about this rookie contract and the rookie yeah. contract works because Purdy has a veteran skill set for a rookie, yeah. right? He does all the right. little things correctly. But the if this season doesn't work out, and I, yeah. we are so far away from talking about that, if it doesn't work out, then we do get to the point where we start talking about other names. And the Niners can't yeah. necessarily be married to the Super Bowl skill set because as long as Nick Bosa is you know, making $35 million, the Super Bowl window is right here right now. And remember, like, yeah, it sounds great to have a quarterback on a rookie deal. We've been talking about it for a long time, but the the the, f- the fact of the matter is, you've built this team that's like overdue for a Super Bowl. It's time, and there's been one 23 year old quarterback in the history of football who's won a Super Bowl. One, Ben Roethlisberger. So you might have the second one, but if not, you might just you know. And he didn't play well in that game. He was terrible. Right. Exactly. He like touchdown where his head crossed the goal line, but he didn't really score. Antoine Randall made the throw to Heinz Ward. Willie Parker ran 75 yards for a thank touchdown. You. Thank you. Thank you. So they kind of shot the moon to do that in the first place. You guys might, if you don't, you might just want to get a veteran and just like do it the tried and true way. Cause I, I keep comparing this team to John Lynch's Tampa Bay team. You know, they tried it with Dilfer. It didn't work. They tried it with Sean King. They went to an NFC championship game with a rookie kind of like this team didn't work. They eventually just brought brought in Brad Johnson, who's one of the most boring quarterbacks of all time. But he fit what they needed to do. He was thirty four years old. He won. Yeah, pretty. Maybe much. that. Maybe that's what this team needs to do eventually too. I don't know. I, Battle I, Beast nineteen. Oh, go ahead. And I look. I I think that ultimately, again, we are so far away from that conversation, and we might not even get there. It could be Trey Lance. It could be Brock Purdy. Could even be Sam Darnold. But I do think systematically. Or none of the three. Right. And then I and think systematically, we've seen with coaches from this system, whether it's Mike Shanahan, he had, you know, success post John Elway in Denver with who Jake Plummer, who had been around, he knew how to play and he maximized him. Shanahan has maximized how many different veteran quarterbacks mm-hmm. in his career where he's just changed the scope Do it of again. their careers. Do it again. Talent, right? You can't develop John- a young guy. It's hard. Get, do do your magic on a vet, dude. Do that. That be that guy. It's nothing because you can get vets for cheap too, or not. Whatever. Like you can backload the contract, make it work. Hey, if you know uh, the Eagles can go to the Super Bowl paying freaking Carson Wentz to not be on their team, you can figure it out. Right. Rams, you know what I'm saying? That's back to back. Exactly. You can figure it out. Off. Yeah. Battle Beast nineteen says only God knows. Sounds like Kyle already wants five. I don't know. I don't think he cares. Lamonte seven fifty seven says honestly, Sam is the best QB three any team could have. Who will Kyle play versus Raiders and Jimmy in joint practices? Also, what's up with kickers? Pause. Yeah, no one wants to talk about that kicker competition, but both Zane and Jake Moody missed the forty eight yarder wide left. It, it, to be fair, oh really? I saw when, Lombardi when, only posted that Zane missed. How can I you trust a spreadsheet I, when he doesn't I get all that? How can you trust a spreadsheet? I'm sorry, Jack I'm Hammer. Sorry, Jack Hammer has my Jack. I was watching with Jack. He'll tell you he missed it. Connor Lambert says late to the show, so happy to see Vish back. Does this mean weekly installments again? We'll see. We'll see. I, I think we're going to keep you on your toes. Now I think we're going to make these like special, uh, just because the, the, um, what's the word? I'm, I just think it'd be kind of cool to do it when you least expect it. But I think probably during the football season, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Steven says I mean, you're depends. wrong, Grant. How much do you like it? We'll find out huh? when we see the views, the like That's buttons, true. all of that. So Yeah, like it up. This is this, is your, says, this is your opportunity. Allen will be the last quarterback. He's he was kicking ass today. Monsa Torre says, Is is Brock proven with that injury in the first half of the season? Kyle knows he starts slow and it's intentional. Purdy will not start. It makes no sense. I hate the idea that it's an intentional to start slow. Like get the number one seat. Get the bye week. But by yeah. the way, 
Uh, Jake Moody nailed all of his field goal attempts to practice today. Zane Gonzalez was good on all of his tries until the 49ers backed the ball up to a 50-yarder, and he narrowly, narrowly— It was 48! Get it right! It was 48 from the left hat. Ask Jack. Jack Hammer knows what he's doing. Jack Hammer needs to do the official sp- uh, spreadsheet from now on. Jay Mills said— Oh, hold on. Wentz will be QB1 by week 14 because McKivitz. Wentz, his official beta music— Oh, wow. That's DNA music. Why? Dark. Why? Jay Mills says Lance Boy Toys 24 7 Blast Rock. Flav is right. Boy Toys. That was just rude. Cheeky says be scrumdiddlyumptious to see Grant, Vish, and Jesse. Oh, I think Maybe we could do that. Day. Yeah. Devin Smith says, what if Brock comes back and looks like trash? What do you think the Niners will do? How long is the leash? Um, It wouldn't be good. I don't think they'll play him if he's looking like trash. If he's looking good in practice, they'll put him back out there. What if questions are hard? Gregory says, Glad to see you and Vish doing a show again. Second favorite show to you and your pops. Oh, well, thank you very much. Second, look at that. <laughs> Niner you love to hate says, little shade toward Larry Freddy Krueger, LOL. No shade. No shade. What love is Larry. that? Larry, I don't know. M- Manny Fresh says, Niner need a fr- uh, franchise quarterback, Brock, Trey, Sam, not it. Impossible. Maybe. Roberto Davis says, Grant, what do you think of Trey's efforts at changing his delivery? Is there an improvement? What did you see with regard to his past habits reemerging? Um, I broke it down. I think he is fixing his front leg lock issue. There's more to it than that. I'm going to have a locked-in quarterback. um, Quarterback expert. Yeah, locked-in quarterback, a quarterback expert. His name is something Carter Samuels. He was the quarterback at Vanderbilt under James Franklin, who is now the quarterback at Penn State. He's coming on my show tomorrow tomorrow at 1. So he's going to explain a lot. Stephen Pryor says, man, I'm waiting for the video of Glock Purdy going full Scarface on a Bible or something is coming. Lance had to do the club video. Jimmy had Kiara Mia. I don't think Purdy's that kind of guy. Dustin McCormick says, I feel that whatever quarterback starts the season is at a disadvantage with the Niners' history of slow starts. Would Trey have looked good during the last third of the season? I think he would have. But I don't don't know if it's as much their history with slow starts. Look, so I think why they start slow is because they don't get enough repetitions on offense through the course of the offseason. Right. And their offense is so intricate and so detailed that when and they so mess up the little based. details, right, yes. everything is not working out. And I think that's yeah. where whichever quarterback has to play Pittsburgh and that defense, like you mentioned, all the crazy blitzes, all the crazy fronts, the way they trouble yeah. quarterbacks early. And TJ Watt's going to be going up against Colton McKivitz week one. Tough place to play. I think it's going to be a struggle for anybody just because of the way offensive football is for the Niners. So, yeah. Dave, you missed the whole show, but we love you. JJ Harrison says, if Trey plays good, do you believe the team will back him over Purdy? If he wins. Absolutely. He wins. Dave Barclay says, what up, Vish? How'd college go? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. good. (laughs) Dak and my soldier boy meme voice. Hey, man. I really didn't like Dak last year in the playoffs, but, I mean, it was Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy. Like, you put Dak on this team? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with it. Scott. Scott. Grant, take your wife out. Get Vish a good meal while in college. He's out of college, baby. Have a great night, guys. Thank you very much, Scott. That's the show. This was a special one. one. Vish, this was a lot of fun, man. Thank you. You're getting more donations, man. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Thomas, can we see anything at all with defense at OTAs? Man, it's seven on seven. Uh, Isaiah Oliver had a pass breakup. Darrell Darrell Luter Jr. did too. It's not easy to do. No no pass rush. That's just them. Man to man. Let me ask you this. On defense, whose body looked like they'd changed the most? Drake Jackson looked big. Yoked. Yoked. Drake Jackson. No question about it. And on offense, Burford. Did you see Drake Jackson move around at all? 
a little bit, but did he look was like, like he was moving at it with the new weight? Yes, yes, he looked leaner and stronger. Like he looked, right. he, looked he looked great. But right. Austin, I, please, sorry, hurry. So hold on. Uh, Austin go. Carter Samuels is coming on the show. I think so. I he has a brother too who I think played at um uh Washington and I'm I forget which one it is cuz he goes by it's Austin. It's Austin. Yeah, Austin Carter Samuels coming on the show tomorrow at, at one o'clock. Yeah. He's dope. He's a really good follow on uh Twitter, locked in quarterback. Yeah. He's really good. Really good. Sure. I agree. I agree. I, I went to high school with him, total stud back in the day. It's oh, cool. really? Yeah. Oh, I That's didn't dope. know that. But I've been I've been following his commentary for sure. He's great. On, He's really into like new age throwing mechanics and like he, basically how Aaron Rodgers throws the ball. Right, it's very interesting. Right. What he, so he's going to he'll break it down right. tomorrow. Dave Barclay says, guess I have to watch the whole show over again. Yeah, dog. Dave says, love you guys for what you do. Thank you, too. Thank you. All right. I got dinner waiting for me, Vish. What you going on? You got going on the rest of the night. It's almost 11 by you. Dude, I got to go make dinner. I don't get go dinner just dinner. waiting for me after the show. Go get married. I highly recommend it. I'm or move home. Or move back Or home. move home. There's yeah. that. All right, Vish. I'll talk to you soon. Everyone else, I'll be back tomorrow. Bright and early with Rob. It's going to be a, like a marathon of streaming tomorrow. So I'll see you at 9 in the morning. Peace. All right. Good stuff.